0: Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com, coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area, and we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jeremita from Jeremita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G., and you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. We've got a lot to talk about today. Guns and the coronavirus. As usual, I've got my esteemed sidekick with me, Philly Chris. Thank you so much for being back once again.
1: Thanks for having me, Mike. Good morning, everyone.
0: And we've got a couple of very special guests lined up for you to talk about guns and the coronavirus. We've got a very special guest with us on the line, the greatest of all time, Evan Nappin, is back with us to talk about what New Jersey is up to these days. They're at it again, folks. Trying to throw good, otherwise law-abiding citizens in jail and make them law abiding criminals. Evan are you with us?
2: I'm here. Happy Evan. to be here. Thanks.
0: Well, thank you so much for joining us. We know that you've had a really busy week this week. You've been all over the news with this newest case out in New Jersey. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on? Uh,
2: New Jersey is the uh, coronavirus on the second amendment, man. That's how they are. They're just terrible. And the laws there are uh, so convoluted and so extreme and what New Jersey does is it turns law-abiding citizens into victims of their gun laws. You know, you hear the antis talk about victims of gun violence but what you don't hear about is victims of gun law and they just uh, created another victim of gun law whose name is roosevelt twine and roosevelt is a really good man who is a hard-working guy who was working as an armored car security guard and he's got every license you could possibly have in new jersey related to what he's doing Had a new jersey carry permit which is extraordinarily rare and hard to get he had a sora card for his security officer registration he had a firearms ID card. He had a pistol purchase permit on the handgun he was carrying. It was a registered handgun to him. And this guy put in a day at work, and he's coming home from work, and he's a block from home, and he's pulled over a block from home for so-called tinted windows. And that's the allegation. Now, there are circumstances to this that are somewhat dubious. He is a young black male, and it was three white cops that pulled him over, and they pulled him over for this uh, tinted window allegation. Well, whatever the truth may be behind why that happened, when he was pulled over, he was, of course, completely cooperative, respectful, and he explained immediately that he had a firearm and produced his credentials at which time he was arrested and charged with unlawful transportation of his handgun and possession of hollow nose bullets.
3: Mm. Both of
2: these charges are felony level. They carry up to 18 months in the state's prison. And both charges are utterly unfounded. Now, the hollow nose ammo that he supposedly had was Hornaday critical defense. And if any of the listeners are familiar with Hornaday critical, actually it was critical duty, technically, but they're essentially the same round. Mm -hmm. Critical duty, critical defense, that line of Hornaday ammo is a polymer-filled bullet head. It is polymer-filled. And the thing about critical duty and critical defense is that the New Jersey State Police, right on their website, under the FAQ question 13 about hollow-nose ammunition, Specifically named by name that Hornaday critical duty is not prohibited hollow point ammunition. That didn't stop them from charging Roosevelt with that charge. The transportation charge is a charge under 39.9 of NJS2C. And that charge said when it comes to weapons, transporting weapons is prohibited, but there's an exemption right in the law that says unless one is licensed pursuant to chapter 58. Well, lo and behold, his carry license is a chapter 58 carry permit. He is licensed pursuant to chapter 58, the precise exemption in the law. But again, that didn't stop them from charging him with that and putting him now through the system. Now, since his arrest and our involvement with the case, the state has acknowledged and agreed on the dismissal of the hollow-nose charge because they can't even contrive a basis for that to remain. And now we're fighting on the gun transportation, and it's coming down to just how screwed up New Jersey gun laws are. And Roosevelt was on the Right side of the law. And it is the state, the government, which is in the wrong side of the law. And they are misinterpreting the law largely because it's so confusing that so few people can even understand it. But it boils down to the state trying to allege that he was supposed to be within an exemption and transporting pursuant to an exemption, which is irrelevant when one has a carry license. Right. It does not apply. And they are not budging at this point on that, but I'm confident that they will see the light. But until then, Roosevelt's out of work. He's been suspended because his armored car company can't have somebody who's criminally charged uh, working for them while that's pending. And that's their policy, and so this has now taken this man who is a fully qualified, fully licensed, unbelievably vetted good guy and attempting to turn him into a criminal to screw him out of his gun rights by the way by turning him into a felon and eliminating his Uh, ability to earn a living in his chosen profession—it It is an outrage.
0: Especially in his case. I mean, this is his livelihood here on top of it. So it really compounds the whole thing as if it wouldn't be bad enough if you're a normal, everyday citizen, right?
2: Right. And this is, you know, there's many parallels here between the treatment that Shanine Allen received and Roosevelt Twine, you may recall the Shanine Allen case involving a wonderful person, Shanine, who's was a single uh, black mom, hard worker, medical professional who ventured into Jersey with her licensed Pennsylvania handgun. She was not a gun person per se, and to her, it didn't make any sense that a license granted in one state wouldn't be honored by another. I mean, think about it. Our driver's licenses are honored. And last I heard, you don't go through a police background check for your driver's license. Mm -hmm. You don't go through the vetting process, the intense vetting that takes place on a gun license. That doesn't happen to have your driver's license, yet that is recognized throughout the country. Yet, not the case with carry licensing. As many of your listeners may know, Mike, you and I are working on trying to change that through the courts with our case of the uh, uh, McDowell versus Brule case, which hopefully may break through on getting some judicially recognized reciprocity. But I guess that's a story for another day. But the bottom line with Janine is she made an honest mistake and they wanted to destroy her over it. And we were able to win that and save her and make a big difference.
0: And that's beautiful. But it sounds like the difference here, Evan, is that with Roosevelt, he didn't make an honest mistake. It sounds like he was in the right to say that along with a permit to carry, you also need an exemption. That would be like saying for long guns, along with a firearms purchaser identification card, you need an extra exemption to transport an unloaded long gun. Is that a fair comparison?
2: You're right that's the difference roosevelt did not make any mistakes he was within new jersey's convoluted and absurd law and he was obeying it and here's a guy who's a block away from home and coming back from his work and demonstrates all of that yet he still faced and is dealing with felony level charges For what? It is really bad, and it is a clean and clear example of the absurdity of New Jersey's draconian and unforgiving and confusing New Jersey laws. It's terrible, and people, good people, suffer. They have their lives turned upside down, their attempts are made to turn them into criminals. They are put in a situation where they can face enormous imprisonment, have their life and dreams and career and family literally destroyed for doing nothing wrong and exercising a constitutional right.
0: It's just so much more absurd because uh, our listeners understand if they've been tuning in for quite some time that New Jersey has these draconian gun laws and people become accidental criminals constantly over there. But when you're dealing with the transportation of handguns, the reason so many people have to rely on these completely stringent exemptions is because the overarching... Uh, exception has to do with having a permit to carry in New Jersey. And uh, the way one of my friends says, you got to be one le- step left of God in order to do that. Evan, do you know the, the number of people who have a permit to carry in New Jersey?
2: New Jersey is what, like 10 million people or so, roughly, thereabouts, give or take a million, 10, whatever?
0: Roughly, yeah. Okay. That's fair. Well,
2: here's the deal the total number of civilian carry. Permits in New Jersey is less than 600 for the entire state.
0: So it's basically Imagine impossible that. for us peasants to get something like that, right? No matter well, what you do. The
2: only, Basically, if your armored car, as Roosevelt was, then they can, uh, you know, you could possibly succeed. But for the most part, the civilian carries are, you know, mobsters and politicians that get them. <laughs> and then New Jersey has confidentiality so that you can't discover who they issue them to, so they keep it nice and tidy and under the and under cover, so you can't identify the elites and the politically connected or worse that actually get those few carry licenses. It's amazingly corrupt in how it is laid out.
0: The, the absolute hypocrites, that's what we see, the, the limousine liberals. But to give you an idea of how that compares in Pennsylvania, we've got roughly 12 million residents, I'd say. Over a million have a license to carry firearms over here. So so look at that comparison. But to think that they're giving out so few of these and you've got to go through such a process in order to get one. And then it's clear in the statute and they still go ahead and try to throw this kid into jail is absolutely Uh, outrageous. And frankly, uh, it seems like malicious prosecution. Are they going to pay for this?
2: Well, right now, my objective is to get him freed from these charges so that he can get his life back and not be permanently scarred and destroyed the way so many people that uh, uh, fall into this trap end up, especially if they don't have good representation. And I can tell you, I don't want to see that happen. And that's my initial goal. And after that, we're going to look and see uh, what other recourse, if any, uh, he wishes to pursue. But for now, the focus is absolutely to get these charges dismissed. So he can get his life back. And while these are all while this case is pending, though, The one redeeming thing that he recognizes is that his case hopefully can stand for helping others so that others don't suck through this. Because remember, the change that we achieved with Shanine Allen in allowing PTI, which is similar to ARD in Pennsylvania, the diversionary program, to apply because they were denying her that. Mm -hmm. And the attorney general changed the law by way of opinion and allowed for individuals situated like her to get into the diversion program. The attorney general at the time announced, because he had done a survey before he came out with his his new opinion, that over 100 cases were held right at that time. Imagine, there were over 100 cases of people being screwed over in the same way as Shanine and it helped that many right then in that snapshot of time to then. Think of how many people before her had their lives ruined.
0: And people so, who didn't make it onto the news, right? People who nobody exactly. knows about. And they just quietly became felons and had their lives ruined.
2: Exactly. And this is another, in a way, the silver lining, if there's any, is that hopefully, like, now the Assembly Republicans have put a bill forward to try to reform some of these absurd laws. Of course, it's an uphill legislative battle. But at least the recognition and being cognizant of just how bad these laws are is out there. And the reform is desperately needed. And uh, I think it gets us closer, one baby step at a time, to hopefully fixing this horrible situation and restoring the individual's rights to keep and bear arms in New Jersey.
0: Now, in one sense, I do want to ask you this. Is them dropping the hollow point rounds charge? And I know the law says hollow nose or dumb, dumb bullets. But in one sense, is them dropping the, the charge uh, have a downside And that There's no sort of uh, decision being made and if another prosecutor decides to pick up and make that same charge based on the critical duty because basically what they are um, they're filled up, right? They're they're clearly not hollow anymore at least because they're filled up with another material.
2: Right, they're filled with a polymer completely filling any cavity in the round that would make it hollow and as far as the bigger impact, in this particular situation, it's actually reaffirming the public notice on the state police FAQ, question 13, proclaiming (laughs) that they're not prohibited. And hopefully this stands as a beacon to other law enforcement, whoever might consider this, that the charge is utterly and completely unfounded And that by the smallest amount of Googling, you could have determined this fact, you see. And this is uh, something now that's more attention having been brought to it that I think it will have the desired effect of helping many others.
0: Well, that's good to hear. Now, Russ, you had a statistic you wanted to bring up because we always hear constantly them talking about. Uh, how they need to enact these sorts of laws because of all the gun violence that's sweeping through the country. Russ, did you have a stat for us?
4: Uh, Yeah, I was just looking up some silly stuff of, you know, unfortunate ways to, uh, I guess, get injured or die. One of them was uh, garage door accidents. 30,000 people every year are either injured or killed by garage doors.
0: Garage door accidents. Uh, Evan, is that New Jersey's next uh, venture? Are they gonna start to outlaw garage uh, they, doors?
2: They, right. They uh, they want to actually. What they want to do is they want to limit the range of the assault uh, remote door opener to no <laughs> more than ten feet, I guess, and, and, and and put it forward in that way. And and anything that might be substantially identical to a remote opener (laughs) because people could get so scared even looking at one, you know, because they're so fierce.
0: Substantially identical. uh, Evan, you know, I'm a a real New Jersey gun law nerd to really understand that joke, substantially identical.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's a reference to the term substantially identical in New Jersey's infamous assault firearm definition where they use the amazingly easy to understand standard of substantially identical when something's substantial it means almost and when it's identical it's exact what the hell does almost exact mean
0: <laughs> yeah. they're they're almost identical yeah. twins not quite <laughs>
2: it's just more jersey nuttiness with laws written by individuals who know nothing about firearms but are fueled by pure emotion and a cartoon understanding of guns.
0: Right, all right. Now, I wonder how that came into play though with the garage doors.
2: Well, what I was, uh, my understanding is that many of the garage door accidents actually occur because many of the older garage doors that are automatic opening, you know, they have that spring assist to help raise the door. And when the door shut, that spring is under tremendous stretched energy, being uh, you know, they are kinetic, ready to ready to go. And what happens is, if it breaks, that thing fires off the uh, off the hinges, and it can hit people in the head, oh, penetrate geez. through their body. It's an enormous pressure, and it's like a flying missile that can kill and injure. And the new garage doors, relatively modern ones, have to have a special uh, safety cable for that reason. If any of your listeners have an automatic garage door and they don't have the safety cable through the spring, you want to get one of them put in. Because those things are just death machines if they release.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow, I, I bet you didn't know that you were going to be our garage door expert on the program today, right? <laughs> no, but uh, hey, you know, <laughs>
2: this is it. Your show opens new doors,
0: you know, <laughs> <laughs> can I say? Now, Evan, I, I do want to ask, for, for our listeners who are curious, I'm sure people are listening and they're absolutely furious with what's going on with, with Roosevelt's case. Is there anything that listeners can do to get active and involved and help in any way?
2: Well, one of the things is we have set up a GoFundMe to help with his uh, legal uh, expenses because just a working man. And uh, we took on the case because we wanted to help him, and we really do. But if you go, uh, you can just Google Roosevelt Twine, GoFundMe, it'll come right up.
0: It's actually Evan. It looks like it's yeah. Go Get Funding. Go Get Funding go is get the name. Go Get
2: Funding, right. Go Get, thank you. Oh, I pulled a Joe Biden there,
0: right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like, going to take you away mean? your AR-14s, Evan. <laughs>
2: right. I with my 100-round clips.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: what do you need to have? You just shoot a shotgun out your back door. Just fire two blasts, right? right? Isn't that all you got to do with him?
0: Yeah, That's we want that knucklehead in charge, right?
2: No God, yeah. That's we need an angry senile old man. That's a I mean, great idea. that You, be
1: know, you must be in you must be in thinking you're in Vermont right now.
0: <laughs> did you
1: <laughs> did you remember that, Evan? You, get, you
2: know how, you know how easy it is to confuse all those New England states. I don't know how you could confuse New Hampshire with Vermont. I mean Vermont is New Hampshire's upside down neighbor to the left. You know, I mean, come on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're exactly the same, but totally different. (laughs) Right.
2: Oh, there you go. But, uh, you know, Joe Biden, you know, knows no bounds. I mean, uh, just think of how many people are now watching. I think it's Randolph Scott in the Dogface Pony Soldier movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, It's almost (laughs) endless what's going on, right? The Dogface Pony (laughs) Soldier. Hey, he was talking guy. about record players. Did you hear about that one? You got to play a record player all oh, night for the kids?
2: Oh, yeah, right. A record player. That's a good... My kids wouldn't even know what a record player is. <laughs> I just, I
0: just uh, had one no, put in my car. No,
2: forget
1: <laughs> it. Get your kid
2: to dial the phone. Dial, Dad? What do you mean dial? There's no dial to the phone. They don't even know what you're talking about. There's you know? Guys. Yeah, forget it. This guy is... Uh, He's a gaffe machine. He's a gift that keeps on giving, I guess, for, for gaffes. And the stuff is unbelievable. And I'll tell you what, I don't think there's enough popcorn out there to watch Trump debate Biden. Honestly, that's going to be the award winning show of all, just to watch, uh, Biden and, uh, and, and, and he's going to lose his stuff like he always does. And oh, he's going to be spouting off all kinds of things, you know. It's going to be great. Yeah. I tell stock
0: up, up on if popcorn, the, yeah, there you go. I, I tell you what, though, if they put that on pay-per-view, the Trump Biden debates, I'm sure we could oh, get rid of the deficit real quick, right? It'll be gone.
2: <laughs> we could save the economy by doing that. I think mm-hmm. you're right, uh, but they want to not. They want to try to avoid any of that. They're, they're jumping for joy that they can limit his public appearances now and have some excuse for it. Right? They got you know, seem a little of, convenient, a, right? A walking embarrassment. They should probably yeah. get a brain double.
0: A brain double. <laughs> <laughs> a brain
1: transplant.
0: Something. Right yeah at bad. some po- at some point though, it's going to start to get sad, and I don't know if we've even gotten there yet because you know it's always been funny, yeah, he screws up, he says stupid things, but it seems like it's starting to to cross a line and get into a different territory where th- this man might be really sick right now there there might be something that's wrong with him, and I'll tell you what, uh you know if that's the case, I feel bad for him, but I certainly don't want him in charge of my gun rights, and I don't want him well, putting Beto Robert Francis O'Rourke who's going to come for all the AR-15s, hell yeah. I don't want him in charge of our gun rights.
2: Yeah, that was uh, pretty incredible that he would even make that statement and even suggest such a thing. But, um, you know, the thing about really is is the media is coddling him, not just on his gaffes, but coddling him on issues uh, where they're not, they're not talking to him about Hunter Biden. And Burisma. These right. are the, these are the things that cannot be spoken, and they're not asking him about his history of racism that he has, and his uh, all the uh, uh, times he's uh, stepped on himself. And uh, what's going to happen is in that debate, Donald Trump isn't going to hold back. He's right. not going to hold back one bit. And Biden hasn't dealt with that publicly in any substantial way. And it's just gonna have tremendous power when that's unleashed. So yeah, no, you know there's gonna backfire. Their cover up and coddling is going to backfire.
0: Well I, I I really want our listeners to understand that uh that this is not the time to get complacent. We need everybody to get out there and vote. Because if this man does get into office, it means serious, serious repercussions for our gun rights. So, Evan, we want to thank you so much for joining us uh, again. We really, really appreciate your time. And thank you for, for what you continue to do, uh, being the greatest of all time, continuing to fight for the Second Amendment well, in New Jersey.
2: Well, you too, Mike. And uh, great show. And thanks so much for having me on. Thank you. And thanks to your sidekick as well. Appreciate it. Thanks, Evan.
0: For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G. in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Now, getting into this coronavirus talk, it's been all over the news as of late. And to give us a little bit of insight, we've got one of our medical consultants on this program back with us. We've got Anthony Robertson. Anthony, are you with us? Yes, I am. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. What a difference a week makes, doesn't it? It seems like no kidding. things have been turned up to 15 out of 10 since the last time we've spoken. What's going on? Why is this happening?
3: Uh, the, the biggest reason I think that we're seeing a lot of this blow up is, is again, the, the media is having a heyday with it, but um, there are a lot of new cases since last week. The, the main reason being because people are not adhering to standard precautions. Uh, They get a little too comfortable, and and unfortunately, a lot of people get in the the mindset of the uh, good for thee but not for me and decide that even if they're feeling sick, that it's perfectly okay for them to decide to go to be around a lot of people or fly on a plane. And so we're ending up with a lot of people being exposed that did not have to be exposed in the first place.
0: Didn't that recently happen? Wasn't there a guy in New York who hopped on a plane?
3: yeah, actually, I think that was uh that was either yesterday or today that uh that a gentleman flew from uh from j f k uh airport down to Florida and uh his his test results were still pending uh when he got on the plane, but he just thought, I guess maybe I'm bad enough to be tested, but it can't come back positive positive. and uh lo and behold, when the plane landed, and we find out after the fact. Uh, Test came back positive for coronavirus. So, you know, the the genius exposed all these other people on the plane and in the airport and and all these things, all because, uh, you know, another person decided to be selfish and, and again, not adhere to standard precautions.
0: Uh, That's outrageous. I I thought I heard something also about people lying about whether they were around uh, people who might have been infected or something like that. Did you hear anything about that?
3: So there's been there's been several cases where, um, you know, we found out later that people who ended up having coronavirus or ended up being big spreaders of the, the virus uh, actually ended up essentially lying on questionnaires or, you know, trying to avoid uh, health agencies because, again, they didn't want to inconvenience themselves. Um, one of the first cases that was actually back in Washington, one of the first few in the country was a was a couple that was on a cruise over in Japan and uh got back and decided you know that they didn't want to really report the fact that well we had been over there but we feel okay right now so we don't want to say anything and lo and behold uh we now have you know pretty big outbreaks over on the west coast you know today alone um you know there's a lot of things shutting down and just you know even just uh even just yesterday we had uh we had disney world closed down for the first time in a long time every major sport in the United States has indefinitely suspended all play and all get togethers. Um, You know, a lot of colleges are going to be shutting down after spring break and going to online only classes. And again, the biggest reason is because people weren't taking this seriously. Now, now taking it seriously does not mean we need to panic and go buy 700 rolls of toilet paper, (laughs) Uh, taking it, taking it seriously means like we talked about last time, nothing has changed as far as the precautions. Washing hands, not being around those who are are sick. If you think you are sick, get checked out or just don't go into work. Keep yourself quarantined. If you think there is any chance you may have the virus, it is best to call your local health department. Ask them for advice from there. They will give you instructions on what to do.
0: Now, we don't really know how this thing is spread exactly right now. Is that true? So that's, that's another issue
3: that we've been dealing with this week. The more information that comes out, the more confusing this whole thing gets. Uh, we have we have experts in the field uh, that are saying very contradictory things, and that makes it very difficult. Again, it also feeds right into the media, um, hyping this thing up as if it's going to be the next bubonic plague. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those where you'll have some experts saying that you know, the incubation period is only, only seven days, and some are saying, no, it's up to 21 days. And some are saying that it stays on surfaces for up to three days. Others are saying it only stays on surfaces for a few hours. So again, it's very difficult to know specifically how it's spreading, who it's spreading to, the things that we do know for sure. Um, it is overall, on average, more deadly than the flu, and they're showing that with the, the larger numbers we get in. Um, however, they're also seeing that the they're able to trace who is having the most complications and the most deaths from this virus. First and foremost, those most affected and most likely uh, to have a death from this are those with other pre-existing cardiovascular issues. Um, going down the list, there's also diabetes is a big risk factor. Respiratory illness is a big risk factor. Obviously, age over 65 is the biggest predictor that they're seeing so far as well. But those other comorbid conditions um, play a huge role in your risk when you do uh, come in contact with that virus and as far as how serious it can become.
0: But do we know, you talked about the differentiation with how long it can last on surfaces. Do we know if it could just be floating around in the air or something like that?
3: Again, that's one of those hard things to tell because we have some experts on, some, on the side saying, you know, it's in these respiratory droplets, and as soon as they come out, they float in the air for no more than 20 or 30 seconds, and then they're on the ground. And then we mm-hmm. have other experts who have come out and said that it can be aerosolized and staying in the air for as long as three hours. Um, to, to, give, to give full recommendations on that right now, honestly, I'd be lying to you because, again, we have top experts in the world Right now, who cannot agree on the same thing and who are who are holding you know, Senate hearings and things like that to, to determine what action should be taken on a on a government level, state to state or federal uh, in order to, to try to contain this. But that's the problem is we don't we don't fully know yet.
0: So far, though, how does this stack up against something like, for, for instance, the swine flu or something like that? Because we have seen uh, outbreaks before.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. And the, the swine flu back in, uh, I believe it was 2008, 2009. Um, that one in, in the U S alone, uh, affected 61 million people, uh, Wow. the infection of, of the H1N1 swine flu. We had, uh, over 12,400 deaths in, in the U S alone from that. Um, but with over well over 12,000 deaths, we didn't hear about it nearly as much as what we do
0: now. Um, Right. I don't remember like the town shutting down or anything like that, or not being able to find supplies at the store.
3: Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, that can be attributed to a lot of different things you can look at, you know, does does the rise of social media over the last 10 years or so, does that play a Mm. role in it? Absolutely. You know, a lot of people get their news only from their friends or only from social media sites. Uh, You know, the other thing that you do have to look at is, is there a media angle on it? Whether it's just getting more coverage, whether it's a political angle because it's an election year, you know, it's it's a hard thing to see. But again, we didn't see nearly this this level of of uh, panic and and hype from the media that we do from this. Again, this is not something um, that really should affect day to day life. The things that should affect are your willingness to go travel in large groups for instance on an airplane on the subway things like that um, the other things getting together in large large crowds mainly just because you don't know who may have it around you and we don't want to infect somebody and not know how
0: well, that's a, a great point though I, I don't remember them shutting down any of the professional sporting leagues during the, the swine flu. And those are some serious numbers you mentioned. Uh, That's pretty staggering when you think about it. I want to shift gears here, though, talk a little bit about our topic of last week. We are talking about socialized medicine. And we're seeing some crazy things over in Italy right now where they're basically having to decide with their socialized medicine system, whether or not to even treat certain people who have become infected. Have you seen any of this?
3: Yes, actually, they just released some new guidelines uh, within the last 48 hours here, as far as their treatment goes. Um, They are going to begin age restrictions on people who can receive intensive care, regardless of other pre-existing conditions. So anyone 65 and older, it doesn't matter how healthy they are otherwise, Uh, they are not going to be eligible to receive intensive care services if needed. For instance, if they progress to having pneumonia or other cardiovascular issues uh, secondary um, to the coronavirus, they're not going to be eligible to receive intensive services. And there's there's some very concerning wording in their new guidelines as well, stating that they, they may continue to move more towards giving no treatment at all, for patients who are either higher risk or up there in age. Um, again, that's very, very concerning. Uh, that's essentially the government telling you if your life is valuable or not anymore. Um, it's, it's no longer just saying, well, this person gets a little bit better health care than this person. Um, it's essentially the government saying, it's okay if you die. We're okay with you dying because we want to try to save this other person. We're not even talking about people who are on the brink. We're talking about healthy 65-year-olds who may otherwise have another 30-plus years to live and get to spend time with their families, who who they are now saying are ineligible to receive services if they get sick from this.
0: But doesn't this sound a little backwards because you're cutting the the attention off from the people who might need it the most? For example, one of the basketball players who tested positive he was going to play that night. He really wasn't feeling the impact of of whatever this virus is. Uh, and it seems that there are people who don't even who don't suffer very extreme symptoms. So isn't that kind of backwards to say, well, if you're you're more at risk, if this is if this is more likely to cause a lasting impact on your you, that we're not even going to treat you?
3: Exactly. I mean, essentially, it's them saying, well, we don't we don't want to waste the cost and the the effort and the the resources, whether it's human resources and time and effort or whether it's monetary resources. Uh, Granted, you know, a lot of their facilities are filling up. Um, And a big, big reason for that is their their facilities are set up where um, there's pretty much a one one stop shop for anyone who thinks they they have it. They go straight into the hospital and they get roomed, and they get they get treated until proven otherwise. And mm-hmm. honestly, even if they go in and they don't have it at that moment, by the time they get tested and they're around all those other people, they're likely to have it. Um, That's, but, that sounds know, pretty have unprecedented. Get,
1: have we ever done that before?
3: Uh, as far as any other country? Like the age the restrictions? European, the age restrictions? I mean, you see that in yeah. like China. Yeah, you see that in countries like China. You see that in in full-blown communist countries, you do see that. Um, you know, our our um, our citizens here who are old enough to be a part of that greatest generation, some of who are still alive, who are alive when World War II was going on, they got to witness it happen over in Europe. Um, you know, this is something though that a lot of people that are, you know, a lot of people that are probably 60 or younger have not had a chance to actually witness happening. With, with very wide media coverage as far as the government telling people you are going to be left to die and we will not treat
0: you. And, and is, is that why maybe people are more open to socialized medicine because they don't have that memory of this kind of stuff happening?
3: I mean, exactly. I, I've, I've, I've yet to meet anyone who's old enough to have actually seen it firsthand or hear just from their parents how, how awful it was. I've yet to see any of them that that are 100% for socialized medicine. Again, socialized just means you are giving a different entity complete control over your healthcare. You're allowing them to take your money and then tell you what you can do with your money and then tell you how valuable your life is to them. Because if you notice, you're not it doesn't matter how old any of the government officials are in Italy, I can guarantee you they will be allowed to receive intensive healthcare services.
0: Right, right. It sounds horrible. Uh, do you have anything that uh, could maybe lift us up a little bit today, Anthony? And if not, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> uh, something to lift us up today. Um,
3: you know, honestly, it's. It, I would honestly not not panic as much. I mean, again, they're they're shutting down stuff out of precaution. That's the big take home here. It's more of a preventative measure. It's, it's not because we're panicking and we're, we're all going to die or anything like that. Um, it's because they're trying to get ahead of it. They're trying to prevent because the biggest thing is this can be asymptomatic for a long time before people know that they have it and can spread it. So right. we're trying to if, – if everyone can be a little bit inconvenienced for you know a short amount of time here, we might be able to save a whole lot of people – uh, and a whole lot of time and resources and, and money and effort and, and fear if we can get this over with now and not continue to uh, selfishly um, affect others and, and put others at risk. Yeah, for
0: crying out loud, don't be stupid. Is that fair? <laughs> don't be stupid and save, save some toilet paper for the rest of us. <laughs> uh, well, Anthony, Warner, thank you so much for joining the program again. Uh, we hope to have you back on soon. Stay safe out there.
3: All right. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> for those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the Morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio. W-F-Y-L. You know, Chris, one of the things I've been thinking about, you see the NBA suspending the season and all of these other sports outfits following suit, right? All the other leagues deciding to suspend or, or cancel certain events. And I know this program's called The Law Matters, but I think there is uh, a legal sort of undertone here. The fact of the matter is, That once the NBA decided to make that move, if anybody kept their season going, I think it would be a liability. Because if, God forbid, somebody got infected at one of those subsequent sporting events, they'd say, well, what were you doing having this sporting event? The NBA was obviously smart enough to suspend this. Why didn't you do the same thing that they did? You should have known. And there's a tremendous liability there, don't you think?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting point, Mike. It seems to make sense. They seem to be fairly aware of the way it's being transmitted in in large groups. So I think you make a valid point there. Uh, But
0: to your credit, you did predict uh, a little while ago that something like this would take place. So I want to hear your thoughts now that some of it's sort of coming to fruition. What do you think about what's going on out there?
2: Yeah, thanks,
1: Mike. Yeah, I mean, I certainly uh, was hoping to be wrong on this, but, uh, you know, looking at the trends and doing my own personal investigative work, uh, per se, and talking to some friends I know who are a little bit more in the the know than I am, that seems like, uh, you know, was going to get progressively worse. And, you know, I think you and I were talking uh, a few weeks ago, and I said, you know, I think we'll have a better idea really in a couple weeks where we're at. And, you know, my prediction is, uh, you know, at this point in the next week or two, it's only going to really continue to get worse. And, you know, and, and personally, I don't think it's the virus itself that's my, my biggest concern. I think it's the, uh, you know, the unintended consequences and the other things, the, the peripheral damage that we're seeing right now with the distribution and supply chain and things coming out of China. And, you know, one of my concerns as well, I, I learned recently, and I didn't know this, that Uh, You know, 95% of our antibiotics and many of the generic meds uh, come directly out of China. And, you know, those facilities are certainly being impacted over there right now. So I think we could see some real problems there, um, which could be, you know, rather dramatic and impactful in in a negative way and something we've probably never seen or experienced in in this country ever.
0: You said that you didn't know about that. Do you think a lot of Americans know about that? I'm pretty sure they don't.
1: Yeah, I've talked to a lot of my friends who are, you know, pretty intelligent uh, and and in the know with a lot of things. And I think they were surprised as well, uh, you know, with that and and some of the other things, obviously, coming out of China. And, you know, unfortunately, I think we've sort of done this to ourselves by by giving them that ability. You know, uh, obviously, we've been trying to increase profit and earnings for our companies here and, you know, by outsourcing a lot of those manufacturing responsibilities over there, and we've sort of given them the, the keys to our, our kingdom, if you will, and it's pretty concerning. I actually uh, was speaking to a friend of mine in the military, and he was even saying that the military or military personnel rely on on those same things, and there, there really isn't a supply, uh, backup supply that, that would last too long, is my understanding from talking to these folks. So, you know, that's pretty concerning as well uh, when you think
0: about it. So suppose we're able to get out of the woods on this one and and we get out okay. Do you think this, at the very least, should be a wake-up call for everybody?
1: Yeah, I really do, Mike. You know, and it's sad because, uh, you know, recently, especially in the past week, I've really been trying to delve into this and and look at the facts. I know you and I talk a lot about the facts and getting away from an emotional response. You know, we're certainly seeing uh, an emotional response, um, you know, in the Philadelphia area today and around the country, actually. Did run out to the grocery store a little while ago and spent almost an hour in line um, behind other people who are doing the same thing. You know, I think it's still good to stock up on things, but uh, you know, pretty concerning. Uh, you know what's going on, and uh, you know we have been warned in the past um, about these things. Unfortunately, uh, our government didn't really take the necessary steps to, to prepare for something like this. Is my understanding.
0: But When you see people out there and they're clearing the shelves for several different items, right? Whether it be toilet paper or water, uh, things of that right. nature. The problem that, sure. that I've seen, at least personally, is that even if you don't think that the coronavirus is the end of the world, then right. you still have to deal with the fact that there's shortages of everything. So... You kind of have no choice but to buy a bunch of all these items because even if you don't think right. the coronavirus is the end of the world, you could show up next week and there might be no supplies there, right?
1: Yeah, you know, and and that's a real concern, Mike. And I, you know, noticing it myself in the area. I actually was at Walmart a couple of days ago, and it was cleared out of, you know, the water and most of the bread products, and you know, milk and juice was low, and you know, a lot of the meds and disinfectant and things of that nature are, are completely gone. Uh, and I came across something I, I had never seen before, um, but the, there was something on uh, YouTube uh, that Bill Gates produced uh, a few years back, and, and he actually predicted and warned uh, the, the government and general population that this could be uh, you know, uh, the next big thing to happen here in, in the United States, being a virus of this type in nature spreading this way. And, and he gave a, a pretty stern warning and even met with some government officials, is my understanding, uh, and, and shared a lot of facts with them about what could possibly happen. And I think we're seeing that now, unfortunately. And from what I've uncovered, and, you know, really thinking about it from a broad perspective, this is going to touch, you know, almost every part of our uh, country and, and uh, um, you know, in just so many ways, it's, it's hard to to look at areas that it won't touch you know i was even thinking today about the distribution network and cdl drivers for example you know so many things are shipped across our country uh, in 18 wheelers and there's only so many drivers who can drive those rigs and you know with the special training and as those individuals start to get sick you know not only are we going to be limited on supplies but the supplies that are available uh, won't get to the places they they need to get because you know for example the drivers won't be able to uh, get them there, which is, you know, pretty crazy when you think about it.
0: Now, in this documentary that you're talking about, is do you know the name of it? Um,
1: I came across it on YouTube. It was a presentation he gave. I'd have to go back and look at it. I've looked at so many things. Uh, so it was a talk he gave. I think it was a TED Talk, if I remember correctly. I could follow okay. up with your mic and try to locate it. But, uh, you know, he, he really went over quite a few um, uh, you know of the of the weaknesses
0: in our current system, and it's pretty much exactly what's unfolding right now. So, what can we do moving forward? You know, it's a, it's a great question, and I think it's it's really just going to
1: unfold. And there's not too much more we can do. We're really behind the eight ball in this one, which is my biggest concern personally. And talking to some other folks as I looked into this. You know, they feel the same way. It's 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 a little bit too late. I think we're just going to have to ride it out uh, as best as we can and try to hunker down and and see where it goes. You know, unless it miraculously blows over in some way, maybe you know due to the weather changing and warming up. But some some people are even saying that could make it worse based on the the way that yeah. this virus is you know is genetically.
0: Yeah, they're saying they're they're not sure because, you know, we're used to people being sick during the winter and then it turns summer and most people don't get sick. But they're saying they're not sure that's the way it's actually going to work with this. Now, call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever you you may, but isn't it uh, a little convenient that they have to cancel the Democrat primary debates at this point? Yeah, it does seem that way. Definitely convenient for sure. You're right. Right even Bernie I heard was saying listen we we got to keep this debate going you know, just let's do it in an empty studio, just me and Uncle Creepy and, you know, get a couple <laughs> of cameramen. We'll we'll put it on the right. we'll put it on TV so everybody can watch it. We'll broadcast it. You know, we won't have anybody there with us, but we need to have this happen. And, you know, the other side, Uncle Creepy's campaign saying absolutely not. <laughs> um, and you know, it, isn't that a little convenient that he doesn't have to go out there and debate and he doesn't have to go out there to a rally and say more. Uh, things that he right. shouldn't be saying at this point.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the the reason they're doing it
0: for sure. Plus, you know, they probably don't want to be in the same room with him. is is another reason. <laughs> <laughs> but but you can see why people think like this, right? Why why they they question these sorts of things?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense to question it and, and look into it. And you know, I've really been trying to understand it. Um, you know, myself uh, recently and in delving into, you know, the facts and, and listening to the true experts on this, but it does seem like they don't fully understand it at this point, you know, and it continues to unfold. Uh, I was just watching some additional information last night and, you know, right now it sounds like the the elderly are being most impacted, but they say that's probably going to change and it will uh, be more widespread across the age groups, which, uh you know I hope it doesn't uh, impact children, of course. Um, but it sounds like it could go in that direction as well, even though they've been saying for a little while now that it seems like the children have a better immunity
0: to it, which they should right. but that, that we, we haven't change, seen yeah. anybody die under eighteen, I don't think. I don't think anybody in the entire no, world died so. under eighteen. so yeah, <laughs> that's good yeah. hopefully it's I'll safe. tell you what though. I don't know if anybody else is feeling this. I'm kind of. I hope that this all blows over and people get well and everything because uh, it seems I'm getting tired of it. Is it. Do you think anybody else is getting tired of this already?
2: Yeah, I
1: think so. I really do, and and I, you know, I'm I'm, I'm kind of tired of it already. I hope it blows <laughs> over, and I was hoping, hoping I was going to be wrong. I know you and I spoke a little bit off the air recently, and I talked with some other. Folks, and you know, some people were telling me, "Oh no, you're crazy! It's not going to happen." But you know, we're seeing it unfold, and every day, you know, based on the numbers, I kind of did my own personal analysis a little bit. You know, I have some background in in statistical analysis and things of that nature, and um, the way this appears to be turning out, it's just going to continue to, you know, expand and 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 compound on a daily basis. Every three to four days, you know, it appears based on the math that the a uh, number of infected individuals, and the death rate is probably going to double.
0: Well, I, I guess that all remains to be seen. But uh, do you think Absolutely. part of it's maybe yeah. the twenty-four hour news cycle? Because we saw the same thing with the whole impeachment business, right? Uh, people got tired of it. It seems like they they find something that they believe is going to get them ratings, and they've got to talk about right. it twenty four hours a day. Maybe not watching so much news is the answer for some of this fatigue.
1: Yeah, you know, I've actually been keeping the TV off. I've been checking in and watching it, but I've been trying to go to, uh, you know, more reliable, independent sources and going directly to some of the true uh, scientists who know a little bit more about this stuff than, of course, the the media on both sides. And, and they really don't know. Um, and people are, you know, starting to panic a little bit. I saw it today at the store. I wouldn't call it panic, but, you know, it could it could start to happen. And being in the Philadelphia areas, both you and I are, and being around this many people... You know, if the supply chain continues to be impacted, it it could really be an issue for, for several weeks or months to come.
0: Sure. Let's talk about something a little bit more fun. How about more Uncle Creepy? Did you see that video of him with the auto union worker earlier this week where he called the guy? The guy called him out, basically. The guy said, hey, you know, why are you trying to mess with our Second Amendment? And Biden goes, you're full of the S word. And I think he threatened to slap him at some point, and they went back and forth, and and Biden said, oh, I'm not trying to take your guns, only the AR-14s.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah those those uh, wonderful uh, AR-14s, and uh, I, I heard, actually, you might be able to get some uh, 80% lowers now for the uh, ar 14
0: I think you can only have 79% lowers for (laughs) (laughs) AR-14s. Okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense.
4: Uh, For those of our listeners who don't know what an AR-14 is, uh, a Google search came up with this explanation. uh, As I quote, uh, the AR-14 is an assault rifle of the Republic of Syria Armed Forces Uh, manufactured by Deftech Industries. It is a shoulder-fired, gas-operated, selective-fire assault rifle that feeds a 20- or 30-round magazine and is chambered for a 5.56 NATO. The the AR-14 has replaced the M16A1 rifle in the Syrian military use in 2002.
0: Yeah, well, uh, not very popular over here, so so he can have them, right?
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I believe an AR-14 was an old wooden ship used during the Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, I need one of those. Oh, I got it. But, but Chris, in all seriousness, at one point, we see uh, Uncle Creepy go out there and say these kinds of things, and he's always made ridiculous statements. Uh, throughout his entire career, yeah. he's been guilty of doing that. But it seems to me like a line is being crossed almost to where it's almost not even uh, kosher to make fun of them, if that makes sense. Uh, Because if somebody is just a stupid person, if they're saying idiotic things and they're being a moron, then it's okay to make fun of them. Right. But if they've got something wrong with them, then it's not funny and you, you shouldn't be making fun of them. At what point do we cross into that land? With Joe Biden, that something's seriously wrong, and we shouldn't be poking fun at the the off things that he's saying.
1: Probably, probably right around the time he became a vice president, I think.
0: But uh, oh wow, but yeah, no, you. <laughs> so you think this has been going on for a long time? Uh, well, you know, he's been doing it for a while, but you know, I think you're right, and I I really
1: respect what you said, Mike. You know, it is a sad situation, and you have to wonder because. You know, he, he's doing a lot of public speaking. He should be pretty comfortable at this point with, you know, the content that he's sharing with uh, the public. But it does seem like he uh, finds himself in, in those situations quite regularly. And it's surprising some of the things that come out of his out of his mouth, for sure.
0: Uh, they're getting more and more frequent and more and more outrageous. I mean, he's uh, talking about how you got to leave the record player on at night for the for the kids so they can hear things. Right. You heard about that. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I actually just got a a record player installed in my car. It has Bluetooth (laughs) and everything. Don't Don't make me laugh. We're not supposed
0: to laugh at him anymore.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I know. You're right. I apologize. uh, I I think we should
0: should keep an eye on this uh, in, in all seriousness. And if he does have something going on, then shame on the people around him for putting him through that. Uh, I'll tell you what. Either right, way, I don't yeah. want him as the president because he was never he was never so supportive of the Second Amendment. But I, I think right. that you know if if the, he's really got some kind of ailment going on, I really hope he gets help.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, it kind of reminds me. Uh, it just popped into my head. Uh, you know, the, the times, uh, as we may recall, when when Hillary was having some you know apparent health issues. You know, when she was stumbling and falling down and no you knows right. you know what that was about but clearly clearly they were trying
0: to hide it right yeah and she had she clearly yeah. had some yeah. kind of a seizure while talking to a reporter do you remember seeing that where her eyes got really yeah. big and her head was uncontrollably shaking and she couldn't do right. anything right. and then she she fell outside of the the 9-11 memorial and people were saying, oh, no, she just slipped. Uh, it, we, we right, obviously it right. wasn't. As, I've never slipped like that before. I'll tell you that. Um, but yeah, they, no, they tried I, to I, sort, sort of sweep it under the rug, over. didn't they? They, yeah, they? Yeah, absolutely. They and it's, it's the same thing. Why are they doing this, though? You know, I think unfortunately the people around her just, uh, they're, they're supportive
1: of her and the same thing with Biden. They're supportive of them to a fault. You know, at some point let's be responsible adults here and acknowledge reality and, and move forward appropriately. You know, it's just not right. You know what's going on. And, it, it, and maybe it is more. And I think you make a valid point, Mike, and I
0: really respect the fact that you're, you're acknowledging, acknowledging that as a possibility. Russ, um, do you notice you know, that? What you, where do you think Russ? Am I nuts?
4: Um, well, I think there's a few possibilities here. I think Joe is either incredibly senile and, you know, he he does need, you know, and may need some sort of help. Or he's doing it on purpose to possibly get the sympathetic votes of others, or he's an incredibly amazing troll. because i don't know
0: how the sympathy angle would work though i mean you're you're gonna get sympathy votes for the president of the united states i don't Uh, know my wife's grandfather has a a severe brain injury uh where he had a heart attack and with lack of oxygen for a long period of time sometimes he thinks he's 18 years old again living in Staten island and I understand why people would feel bad for somebody in that situation, but that doesn't mean, okay, let's make him the president of the United States. I mean, come on, <laughs> yeah, let's get real here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. That, uh, but who knows, in charge Russ. of the nuclear weapons, yeah. I- I'm not saying you're wrong, Russ. I'm just saying it wouldn't make sense. Right. Well, that's all the time we've got for today. Thank you for tuning in once again to Mike G. in the morning. We appreciate you listening. Stick around for We the People, the Constitution Matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Phil Duffy, I'll be joining as the legal analyst, Take care and stay safe, folks.